This is the Bushwick Variety Show, and I'm Alex Stevens III. Greetings, neighbors, friends, citizens of the world, and conscious beings of all various types. Thank you so much for listening to the Bushwick Variety Show. This is episode number 63. Episode 63 features Tyler Laletta. Tyler Laletta is a sports journalist for Business Insider. Um, me and him were both involved with the 2016 Bernie Sanders campaign. We both are or were uh, big football fans. Um, I still like the game, but I do not like the NFL. Um, so this was a long coming conversation. Uh, we talked about all those different topics I just discussed and more. Um, been meaning to do this for a while. We've been friends for a while here. Uh, so it was a real pleasure talking with him. So without further ado, this is Tyler Loletta. Let's have a conversation. Welcome to Is this the one you want me in, or this one? Uh, that's it. Yep. Cool. Yeah. And we are on and live. Hey, look at us. Or we're live recording. Yes. Yeah. Doing the damn thing. How you doing? I'm doing so good. How you doing? Good. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. I've wanted to do this since you told me this was something you were going to do. Tyler Laletta, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> um, I think it's a good time, actually, to be doing this, though, for, for a lot of different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, we've always had a lot of... Uh, overlapping uh similar interests uh met you at pine box rock shop here in bushwick um i met you during what i like to call the the golden time of the seattle seahawks <laughs> yeah that's very true um lob mm-hmm. full effect uh russell wilson Pete carroll and just mm-hmm. that whole original squad doing mm-hmm. its thing and then them winning and should have coming been so close to winning another yeah. Super Bowl mm-hmm. in a row. Um, and uh, and then the next big overlap was uh, the 2016 election that happened too. Um, specifically, uh, Bernie Sanders, our love for one Bernard. <laughs> and uh, so it's I think timely right now after uh, Kaepernick got his settlement with the mm-hmm. NFL. Um, we don't know the exact terms of that. But we do know that officially, as of yesterday... But he won. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but as of yesterday, we know that um, officially Bernie Sanders is 2020. running for 2020. And, um, I've, yeah, we'll, we'll start there. Um, I'm sure. excited about it. I'd love to hear your thoughts on those and any other subjects. Yeah, uh, man. We'll get to it all. Uh, we're going with Bernie first? Yeah. Well, what was your reaction? What, what, when you heard, when, when, um, did you see the video and stuff, the campaign launch video? You know, and I stuff, actually or? haven't, I actually didn't see the campaign launch mm-hmm. video. Of course, I still have like notifications. So I got right. the emails like right before yeah. I got the texts. Um, yeah. I did end up adding my name like today, I think, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, a donation. Yeah. It's um, another, like, he had another, he, for his kickoff, campaign kickoff video, it's just another one of his. Really good ads. He he always had he had really good ads during the 2016 campaign. That like, he's very good at. I don't know. People. Some people argue he's a cult of personality, but in his ads, he always makes a very good. It uh, does a very good job at like not making him the focus. And it's in a like there's you know, 
wide ranging like landscape drone shots of like what America is and what America could be and you know like lots of uh, showing every part of American culture and it's another um, yeah it's another one of those inspiring like two minute videos of being like oh yeah I remember why I liked this guy so much so it was I was excited when uh, we all kind of thought he was running I think yeah um, and I was happy he made it official. I think this race is going to be a lot different than 2016 because it's not one-on-one. I mean, like, you know, it was, Jesus Christ, like five people, if you want to count Lincoln Chafee and stuff, ran last time technically. And that, who's the crazy guy? Uh, was that Joe Webb or was that another crazy guy? I don't even remember. That at might this have been point. another crazy guy. He, like, but yeah. There was that dude that at the first debate was like, remember when I killed that dude? <laughs> and then... <laughs> <laughs> that happened. And then at the rest of the debates, it was only, I think Martin might have made it one more. But after that, it was only Hillary and Bernie. So that was a way different race. Whereas this one, you know, we're going to have probably four or five debates that are like split. The first two they've already said are going to be split up within within two stages over two nights. Um, and then once we get down to like the serious contenders, it'll probably be, you know, Bernie, Liz Warren, Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, Biden, if he goes, and then like some combination of like the remainders there. Of, like, and I'm all and for it, man. Like, yeah. I, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm pretty much my thought on it is uh, you've seen the videos and the pictures of there's a guy who goes to a park and he has a sign with a controversial thing and it's like, change and a table mind. changed my mind. <laughs> that guy like, sucks, but also, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, the, but that yeah. idea, it's like, um, that's, I think, what was disheartening to me last time is like, I think we should have rigorous debates and it's like, I'm at this point I was kind of waiting. There were a couple of people that kind of had my eye on and a couple of people Uh I was not particularly interested in. Um, This is a, in my opinion, um, a disaster in the white house right now. Yeah. Um, So we all, yeah. Yeah. I Uh, think we're all going to have a pretty easy time getting behind whoever it is regardless. Yeah. Um, and like, I think we did last time as well. I think people give it a harder burn than it actually was last time in terms of like support coalescing around Hillary. Like, I think it, I think it did. I think a lot of Bernie supporters did coalesce. Around yeah. Hillary. I so do way. I. A lot of people were never going. I think a lot of those like moderate Republicans that everyone had faith, which was would, the whole like, go thing, like, debate go ahead of time. Yeah, it was like, like the middle, yeah. like and while you're really a centrist, it's like the, the independence, like for everybody who says like, oh, well, Bernie's not a real right. Democrat. Independents well, are what, 28, 30%? Yeah. yeah. And we were losing that. Right. Like, Or just like a lot of it was just apathy too, you know? Like all it is is that if we, if, you know, if voting increased by like, I don't have any, I'm bullshitting numbers, but if like, if like literally like 5% more Americans voted, then like Democrats would never lose another election probably. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, you just got to reach people. So, um, and yeah, that's one of the reasons why I'm excited like I also think you're talking about like rigorous debate and stuff and like I think that regardless of who emerges from this one they're definitely going to be like they'll have proven themselves you know what I mean yeah. because like they'll they'll that's be a ton be. of people and from like a wide range you know like again last cycle it was all just like this kind of like dance between like Hillary not going too far and like but appeasing the left enough and appeasing the left enough and like uh, you know that went as it did um and this time it's going to be like, especially like, like someone like Kamala Harris, like, I don't know, there's like different, there's a lot of things that can be said about her, but I think that she like is someone that we could, I'm very excited to see her in debates because it's like, all right, well, like if you're, you know, there's, there's, uh, 
if you want to appease this part of the Democratic Party, then like let's hear what you got. And oh yeah, Shit, you're good. That was my bad. You're right. Go ahead. Did we lose it? We lost part of it, but right. that was my fault. That's fine. Do we need like a hard in somewhere again? Should we start talking about Bernie again? Or let's start with um, Kamala and like if she's gonna. Sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, so like play this out. Let's say Kamala wins or whoever it works with anybody, but whoever emerges from the democratic primary this year is going to have beaten off people from multiple directions. Right. So there's going to have proven themselves both as uh, worthy of leftist appeal in some degree, or at least like more or more appealing than the people that do have leftist support and also have appealed themselves or proven uh, or gotten approval from more centrist candidates or people who are looking to change the, status quo a bit less right so uh at any like we're gonna look at like a merger of all sides in there which i think um like could is gonna like is gonna bring about hopefully someone that is like at least like um viscerally aware of the wide range of beliefs that are included in the democratic party as opposed to just kind of like uh giving you know face service lip service to like the louder parts of us that are complaining of like people don't deserve to die like like you know which is like something we feel like yelling a lot and like don't always get heard on so yeah um do me a favor angle your mic up just a little yeah, yeah there we go right there's better. better so um, i'm getting that pop, 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 pop. yeah <laughs> um so i think there's a strong chance barney will mm-hmm. just because of like it's been quiet, <laughs> and right. then when he announced, just yeah, that immediate yeah. support is there to yeah. where like even like mainstream <laughs> politicians are like, mm-hmm. or main mainstream journalists are even like seeing him as a favorite. Yeah, yeah, like out of the gates. Um, and the thing about him having like that long historic track right. record and being one of the most the reputation for being one of the most honest politicians. Right. Across the aisle, like right. both, like all politicians yeah. kind of say that about him. Um, so that he doesn't, the thing with him is he doesn't have to dance as much right. because he's been saying the same thing. Yeah, for years. no, it makes it so much easier. So, like, there's a, it's gonna be, uh, like, you know, it's a lot. I mean, this whole thing starts way too early. And yeah. Like the fact that we're already talking about this, what, 19 months out, maybe more, is like, you know, Shoot me in the face. There's but a lot like, that can, yeah, and there's, there's a lot, and there's a happen. ton that can happen. And like, Lord knows that Bernie's prone to gaffes of like saying the wrong thing. And like, uh, I shouldn't be laughing about it, but it's true. Like, you know, like he, and those are things he needs to work on too. Just like, hey, like, don't accidentally dismiss an entire like group of people because you were like trying to get past to another point that you wanted to make up about the economy. Like, that's something he needs to be wor- uh, working on. Um, and we'll see how that all plays out. But I will, yeah, you're right in that like. One of the reasons you and I, I think found him so endearing right away was because, first of all, he was at these stump speeches saying these, like, ama- I remember watching the first Wisconsin stump speech from 2015, I think it was still, and him just, like, <laughs> like the conviction with which he believed that, like, yeah, better world's possible, guy. And, like, I just never heard that from someone, pl- like, speaking so plainly before. And, like, uh, on every point, it's, like, really refreshing to hear someone, like, not give like not fall into both like there's there's no he in his stump speech you'll hear him and he's like yeah there's no valid argument to like 
like the fact that people die in the streets. There's no valid argument to the point that like so much wealth is hoarded with oh top one percent one percent like like that whole like I mean it's a joke now because he says it so much, but it's like it's true. the first time you heard that that was like oh my like finally someone says it because yeah. like you know no one else is saying that and it's like it's in your head you're like every senator that claims to represent every. Uh, government official of any rank that claims to represent the many, not the few, should be like yelling this from the rooftops. This is the easiest thing to get behind in the world, in like the political spectrum of like all those people that like have a bunch of money and hide their money everywhere and like do everything they can to buy politicians so they have to continue. They can continue to not pay their taxes. Those guys are villains. Well, and it's just so saying, easy to say. Did you see the thing today about? Um the refunds that all these corporations are getting. Oh, wait, the latest tax break thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all... And yeah. how most people are going to owe money this yeah. year. Like, it's... Yeah, it's all... I mean, we all knew, you know, we're all... It was all a scam. We all knew it was a scam. It's what it is now. But, like, again, to hear... And it's also refreshing because, like, again, one of the things we're talking about with this primary cycle... Um, I think a lot of, I mean, there's been a lot of brilliant activism on all levels and like Lord, like thank the Lord for all like, I mean, unions like coming back and stuff like that. It's amazing. But I think that the, um, like the, uh, like curtness and directness with which, uh, Bernie like said a lot of these things in the 2016 cycle has changed a lot of the conversation. And then you have, uh, politicians like AOC coming up and then yep. like she makes a whole cape and it's she has the blessing of coming from you know the bluest of blue districts of ever but she can just like go out there yeah uh, every billionaire is a policy failure and then someone it's a great way to change the conversation because people bring her on to be like you said every billionaire is a policy failure did you mean that like like and as if like, she yes, should I apologize <laughs> and she's like yeah like what are you talking about look at it. and it's like this invitation and you know Republicans have been moving goalposts on conversations like this for fucking years and like the idea that like we like this is finally shifting in another direction or i mean like on some levels it's shifting in another direction is like heartening and the and the fact that we'll get more politicians in this democratic primary cycle that are speaking that directly is nice this the primary is going to be a lot about vetting like who can stand up to it and like who um who we believe will actually carry those out. And that gets back to your point of like, Bernie's been saying the same shit for 40 years and that's why I believe him, you know? And there's like, I mean, you know, well, that, that's not to say that other people couldn't do it. It's just that like, you know, Cory Booker, you took a lot of money from Big Pharma and like, you're really gonna have to prove it to me that you mean it and like, you're not doing a great job so far. Whereas like, Bernie, like, yeah, like he's been saying it, so again, he's been saying it so long it's almost a joke, but like, you know, when he was mayor of fucking Burlington, he was like, rich people have too much money. And it was like, all right, this is Burlington. Like, like I don't see how that applies. Like, but it's just, it's so much easier. Uh, you know, any Bernie clip you see from the 80s is inspiring. Like, literally, it's like this guy that, like, this fucking guy that no one gave a shit about in Vermont just, like, trying to help poor people. Like, that's really how it feels. And then, like, you go back to, you know, other people who are like, I don't know. It's, it's, we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited for the process, but I'm also interested in Bernie because he, uh, never struck me as someone it's different this time but in the 2016 cycle he struck me as someone that never thought he was going to run for president and then was like oh god i gotta do this don't i because like no one else will and like i think he got close enough last time i think now he does want to be president i do think that's a real thing but like uh cory booker again cory booker strikes me as someone that like has wanted to be president since he was like yeah in his 20s or earlier and there's nothing inherently wrong with that but what's wrong with that is when you 
become a senator with the goal of becoming president. Like, you know, like, yeah. like it's just, um, yeah, it's just not my favorite thing. <laughs> well, and I've watched him and like knowing like the big pharma stuff and then yeah. watching, um, during like the Trump administration, like when something's like pretty overtly racist, a, I don't know what's in his heart. Well, and, well, when he goes and like it's like speaking to like things that are easy to s- right. Like it's like yeah, you're speaking truth to power, mm-hmm. but there's no actual political risk right. for you to do that. Yeah, yeah, like, that's... it's an obvious right. Yeah, you take the safe plan and stuff. Yeah, yeah. and he's again. I think, uh, I think this debate cycle will be super interesting because like. I don't know. Debates suck because there's live audiences and everyone's like going for applause lines. You know, these guys are like bringing in writers to be like, and that's where you get them with this. And like, you know, there's going to definitely, I think the first couple will be pretty pleasant until it gets narrowed down. And then you'll start like, see some people maybe firing shots, although maybe not, they might do a unified front so they don't alienate anybody in the Trump era. But excuse me, the, um, uh, I think that the debates are going to be very telling once we get to like policy stuff because again like I'm not you know I'm not a Cory Booker fan now but he could convince me and like there's a lot of the I I still uh, Bernie's going to be my guy but uh, you know all these other candidates could really convince me and if we start seeing support go one way or another it's going to be like last time where like you know the goal for the Bernie campaign was I mean obviously to be president but like was to move the conversation left and he did. And regardless of who gets the nomination, it's going to be important that, like, Bernie supporters and Warren supporters and anyone that considers themselves, like, not just, like, a Democrat and anti-Trump, but also, like, power to the people, progressive, like, uh, like, is, like, we need to force whoever gets that, uh, whoever gets the nomination to the left. And, like, honestly, even if it's Bernie, you know what I mean? Because, like, Bernie's going to, like, move center to be like, no, 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 not social. He'll, like, I think he's still him. That's actually, this is a fun one. One of the pleasant things about Bernie is that, like, with most of these candidates, when they say that they're leftist or progressive, I'm like, I don't know. You you got to do some work to believe me. When Bernie's like, I'm not sure I believe about that. I'm like, he's just saying that, so he doesn't like when he's just like when he says like I'm anti or I'm not anti-capitalist. I'm like, he's just saying that's so like not so Wall Street doesn't panic, but he he totally hates capitalism. Like whereas like you know anyone else that like says you know is lots of like. And uh, a lot of like the the you know progressives become a term that's like appropriated by anybody to say anything to a point where it's like tough to say who who means it and who doesn't and uh, you know like even buzzword like the whole uh, do you remember the whole access to healthcare debate that happened and stuff where like it was like oh access is this key word that like if someone says access that means they're actually like not about it because you know I have access what was Bernie's line was I have access to a to buy a Porsche but I can't do it because I'm poor right like. Similar thing, but uh, all those conversations have gotten to a point where they're muddled so that anyone that's going to try and say they stand for less stuff, we're just going to make sure we can believe them. Yeah. Well, and I think so even if, if Bernie doesn't get the nomination, yeah. I think the debates are going to help find out what I think some of us know and believe, but I think there was a reason why... Bernie resonated the way right. he did with so many people. Yeah. And I think that that'll come out right. like I'm during also, the process. I'm like, also really curious to see like uh, how centrists argue for their points, you know? Like it used to like in like within the democratic debate like it used to be like the centrist argument, the more centrist argument, the less like uh, progressive and like at, like uh, 
big change arguments were like the ones that didn't have to be stated and didn't have to be backed up, but rather like they could just be like, well, that's what it is. Like, come on, we're the Democrat. This is what it stands for, right? Whereas like Bernie's progressive appeal had to be the one that was like argued for pro more proactively whereas now we're entering a setting where again bernie's not going to be the only leftist out there right like there's there's other people that like you know warren especially is going to be an interesting one because i also think she's going to be absolutely amazing in the debate like i think she might win i mean there's no winner but you know i, I think she's going to impress on a lot of those and um to see like a more you know to see klobuchar go like have to defend the point of like why we shouldn't have medicare for all as opposed to like why we should you know like like that's like it's a flip of the script and i think that a lot of those a lot of arguments of like like you know what like it's like the aoc thing we're talking about when you have to argue why should there be billionaires it's a way different conversation than like well of course there's billionaires we're a capitalist right and then it's like well we could make a system where there aren't we could just make a hundred percent tax on anyone that's over a billion it's not hard right like it's, it's like it's a one sheet piece of legislation it feels like right so when you force the conversation to go to like well why do you support there being billionaires that becomes like a whole different thing so that's yeah that's another reason why i think it's going to be good this year and it's interesting because um with aoc i think she's going to be an interesting voice mm -hmm. during this like even right. keeping like bernie on it yeah, because yeah. she's come to the forefront yeah. like yeah. very like it's a very young voice but yeah. very so far do you think committed. she endorses anybody um, not right away. Yeah. Like somebody, I think she's going to stay out. I think it'd be like, it'd be a big, like, depending and, and depending on what happens though. Right. Like if like Booker and Harris, like if, right. if they, if like, if Booker and Harris start to like gain momentum uh -huh. and start to go super centrist, right. Like on some bullshit, I yeah. think she'll, she might something. call yeah. it out. I she did, she's going to have a wild DNC speech. You know, she's going to get like some primetime shot at the convention. It's going to rule. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. And she's going to, I don't think she, I don't know. I hope she does. Like, Cause I'm just interested in hearing what she has to say, but I think that it's going to be one of those things where she's going to be stumping really hard. I mean, like after she got the, after she won the nomination, she went all over, you know, like that was impressive. She like wasn't even elected yet. That ruled. So yeah. I'm I'm very interested to see and not how that just, works. Like, and like how uh, endorsements are going to be so much more interesting this year wholesale. You know, like last last cycle, it was everyone just being like, "Well, yeah, we know." It's like like it was just getting one or two was a difficult thing with like anyone to say. You'd like to say like, "Yeah, I'm down for Bernie." Whereas like this year, like I just feel like the range is wide open of like who, and it's also like so much less taboo to say you support Bernie now, you know, like, yeah. I mean, I'm still, I get it in like purple districts and stuff that people are like, I don't like the socialist, but like, I just think there's, there's like clearly room for more people. I to wonder say in the party. though, like, I so wonder what's going to happen in the Rust Belt. Like if Bernie gets right. a chance to go back there. I mean, he won Michigan last year, yeah. right? That was the big one. That was we the have big these, shocker. Yeah. Like we have these debates again yeah. and like, it's like, okay. Yeah. Like Trump's, Iowa, Iowa how's Trump working out for you? Like yeah. how's Trump working out with right. those promises? Like mm -hmm. how's it working? Yeah, um, because that's the big thing. Like right. it hasn't been working mm -hmm. in this country for a long time. Yeah. Now we've gone to this extreme. And isn't Michigan one where independents can vote in either primary? I, I think, think so. Yeah. So that that makes that interesting. I was gonna say one of the problems with that, like that's another weird. I feel like one of the like weird arguments I'm seeing more of is like, oh, we need a centrist to appeal to Republicans. And I was like, no, Bernie, like, if you want to appeal to Obama Trump voters, like, Bernie's the dude. Like, yeah. I, or like, I don't know. I guess there's like, I, I just think there's more 
disenfranchised people that were looking for someone to believe in and saw a guy raging about politicians that are working for them and Trump and chose him over Hillary. That was as opposed to like people that are like wealthy, moderate Republicans who are like, oh, do you know who I want? Like not like someone that curses less. Like I just think like on a numbers level, I just think there's more people that like voted Trump because they like thought he represented hope in some way. Change. And yeah, right. Some sort of yeah, flip the script, drain the swamp shit. And like Bernie's a dude that's like again, you watch him speak once and I feel like you're like, oh yeah, I get this guy w- wants to fight for me, you know? So that's I think that's the and I'll that say this quickly to everybody listening, like who doesn't agree, because I just had this. <laughs> well, actually, I've I've been kind of quiet, and I've been in general kind of quiet on Facebook with mm-hmm. like just because you know you ha- you get in these arguments and they're yeah. not productive, and like somebody. Of course, I have a lot of friends who are like voted for Bernie. I also have a lot of friends who were big Hillary supporters, right. and then. I have some family that I know voted for Trump too. Right. Like I'm not as I don't I'm not really in contact with the Trump ones on Facebook mm-hmm. as much. I do, you know, see people in general in the comments, but like for my friends that voted for Hillary, like there was somebody today and he was responding to somebody else like about Bernie and he's like, "Well, you know, a bunch of us Hillary supporters are still mad at like Bernie for yeah. blah blah blah." And it's like, "Okay, I get it. Yeah. There's stuff that I'm mad about. We can yeah. have that debate forever. Let's like, not do it. Yeah. Aren't we tired of and, this yet? Yeah. Like, and here's the thing. Like, listen. Yeah. Like, like I said, I'm right now for Bernie. Like, I just mm-hmm. don't see anybody. There's some other people I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some other, like, prospects. Um, but as of now, it's still Bernie for me. And... So that's where I'm going to focus, and that's where my support is in this primary season. Anybody who's mad about anything before but cares about what's happening, campaign for for somebody you believe in. Yeah. Like, that's all it is. I hope that everyone likes their candidate of choice as much as we like Bernie. Yeah. Like, that's all it is. Like, cool, man. That's great. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's like, all let's all support our guys. Mm-hmm. That's how it, and that's how it's supposed to be, and that's like the discourse that I think is like broken mm-hmm. down, and like we need to get back to. I think so we can get there again. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, I, I, and you know, a lot of that's just on Facebook, and you know, the people are a lot more. Sen- I read something. Uh, I forget. I think it was. Uh, it's cough. I'm not sure. One of the one of the political writers uh, was talking about like he was he was going around to like early uh, like early Iowa events for voters and he said like the number one thing he noticed was like the conversations that are happening on Twitter are like not well you know like at a town hall people aren't asking Liz Warren about like the Native American thing they're like what do you feel about healthcare you know like it's like genuine politics like people aren't like the only people that are or the majority of people that are interested in relitigating 2016 and like yelling at each other are like just doing it really prominently on Twitter like Myself included, sometimes granted, like you know, like like it's it's not, um, like most voters that are actually like vote like the 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 people that are going to decide how this shakes out and stuff are genuinely interested in like hearing what what the candidates have to say like have to say and where they stand on issues and so again that's going to be like one of the nice things that's like hopefully emerges from like a solid campaign from everyone it's just like to see like a wide ranging uh, you know, debate of ideas. And again, we have like a wider range of 
like possible belief systems now. So I don't know. It's gr- the more the more proposed taxes on billionaires that I can see, the better. I want to see everyone's policy for how we can tax the rich into oblivion and I, and we can choose the best, you know? And I want to see everyone's policy on how we can make sure people aren't dying in the streets. And I want to see everyone's policy on how we can ensure that you have a, uh, you know, have a path to, not even a path, like how you can be prosperous in America through education, through childcare, through assurances that any sort of, uh, any sort of uh, medical emergency within your family won't, handicap you for generations like i want to see everyone's plan to appeal to all those things because that's how we can figure out how to make the country better right on yeah um so this sounds like a good little pause point i think we can pivot back to uh you know a little bit about you okay Um, i feel like we jumped in there yeah Yeah. no i think (laughs) i think it's you know it's good okay um i'm nobody that should be speaking frivolously about (laughs) politics i don't know i i disagree with that in that i think everybody should that's true um but i'm just a guy (laughs) but you know but you are like because you did and you did get involved and you were proactively involved last time by your own initiative which i think is like that was fun in like important for yeah people to do so Mm -hmm. i think when you do things like that you're proactive it sets an example um for other people just to be like oh hey how did you do i'm just like well i did it because i because i supported this guy yeah so yeah so why don't we go back a little bit to um where are you from yeah just some basics sure where are you from westchester pennsylvania is suburban philadelphia i can't say westchester in new york because people think i'm talking about westchester new york so i just usually say outside philly Mm -hmm. but yeah uh, grew up there, went to Temple University in Philadelphia, and then came up here when I got a job, and now I'm here. And what did you study in college? Communications. Okay. So, like, it was, like, as broad as hell, and, like, I just knew I wanted to be a writer, um, hopefully about sports, and so lots of, like, you know, generic, like, communicate, like, reporting 101s and like film 101s and very broad like aspirational white kid major but did it you do out. any political science classes? not really i started as an american studies major actually so like that was like i had a more like pol- I, I thought i was going to be a lawyer or a politician when i was a freshman and then i realized i hated myself so i went into <laughs> this instead yeah so yeah interesting <laughs> That's actually like uh, my dad is more politic. I mean, I always right. knew I wanted to be in like a performer, mm-hmm. but there's a part of me that like was into yeah. politics a little bit. Yeah. But like, yeah, the more I mm-hmm. see, the more I'm convinced. It's like it's good to be to be able to speak about them right. without being and like yeah, yeah, yeah. Hats off to those who choose to. Yeah, I also to go just had a, I had a hard time like envisioning what that could be like I, I don't know like one of the things i like i'm a sports reporter now and one of the things i like about that job is i can say it and everyone knows what it is instantly you know mm-hmm. and i had a hard time like doing that with other jobs that i could get like that i would like gun for you know other than like lawyer in the broadest terms but if you talk to hardly anyone it's just a lawyer you know like they work in like contracts or something like it's just yeah. like very i don't know very complex things done by people smarter than me and but I can watch a football game pretty good. So <laughs> my dad was a lawyer, and he worked for it was Metro in Seattle, and then uh-huh. Sound Transit. Um, and technically, he was a civil rights attorney right. for for these transit companies. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I have no idea yeah. what he did. Yeah, yeah. Like and, and even, how that. And even if you like 
if you can follow like civil rights attorney for transit company, right? Like all of those words make sense in sequence. But I went to his office and I, I don't no know idea. what he, yeah, exactly. I have no idea what that looks like in practice. You know, mm-hmm. like, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Like, I don't know. And like you said, it sounds important. It, was, it sounds good. It sounds but it was like, like contracts and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Like represents unions or something like that. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, he was, like Yeah. It sounds positive. It sounds vaguely positive. So, yeah. It also sounds vaguely. Yeah. <laughs> like, it also sounds vague. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. It could go anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now, so you are a writer, mm-hmm. a sports writer for uh, Business Insider? That's it. I write about sports for Business Insider. Dream job. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your first job like that brought you here before that? That So, I interned at Business Insider okay. uh, for, um, I had a... Uh, at their their commerce section, I was reviewing products. That was a interesting time. So like it was just their e commerce, like you know, like wire cutter type thing where they'd review you know clothes and uh, computer shit and like tech and stuff, and say like this is what we thought about this, and then link out and stuff. And then I was there for like a year, and then a job in the sports team opened up, and I said, hey, I'd like this one, and I got it. Nice, very lucky. Congrats. I feel very blessed. Thank you very much. I'm doing my best. I try and work hard every day so they have no reason to fire me. Uh, how long <laughs> have you been doing that? Uh, coming on, it'll be two years this summer. Nice. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good um, stuff. Any favorite times you've had doing that so far? I mean, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. I'm right. a Philly guy, and the Eagles won the uh, 20, 2018 Super Bowl, I guess, 2017 season. We beat the New England Patriots yes. 41-33 with the Philly special. Nick Foles, Eagles legend for life. Uh, so that was a really uh, amazing day and like time like I felt very actually like uh, so the year before the Falcons Patriots Super Bowl I have like the visceral memory of watching that Super Bowl knowing it was the greatest Super Bowl of all time and being like furious that it wasn't my job to write about it you know like really like oh man like this is you know because I was like you know I wrote about sports a lot like just on my own personal blog so I was like in college just like trying to get this stuff and um once i started writing for work for the e-commerce thing like i stopped i fell off that a bit because like it's hard to write it's none of it's hard sorry none of it's hard (laughs) but it's hard to write all day and then write more like that's one thing i've realized and so i remember after that patriots falcons super bowl you know greatest comeback of all time brady leads him into overtime falcons don't get the ball in overtime 28 to 3, you've all seen the posters. And uh, I remember being like, oh, like, it's someone, like, I know the guys. I know the guys at Business Insider whose job it is to write about this. And it seems awesome. Like, what a dream that would be. And so that was, like, one of the big things that made me sure, like, if I can get this opportunity, I'm going to go for it. And then the opportunity came, like, you know, three months later, and I just pitched myself really hard, and they said, okay. And then, lo and behold, the next Super Bowl, it's my freaking Philadelphia Eagles in it and doing it, and it felt like a miracle. I feel very, again, that was, yeah, so that was amazing. Um, Other, you know, any sort of big event is tons of fun, too. The Olympics are always a ball. The World Cup uh, last summer was an absolute blast to cover. Uh, just cause like it's, uh, I love sports because it's so much lower stakes than politics and the stuff we're talking about. And it's something that like everyone can get behind. And like my job is really, I'm not like an NFL insider, right? You know, I'm not like, you know, uh, not yet. Hopefully that'd be fun. But like right now my job as I see it is like, uh, I watch a lot of sports and I, 
and I'm telling people, like, yo, did you guys see this? This is awesome. Like, this crazy thing happened. You won't believe it. They came back from 28 points down. Oh, my God. He scored this goal behind the back. You have to see it. And uh, one of my coworkers actually said, we're giving people to talk about, talk about, uh, we're giving stuff, we're giving people to, stuff to talk about to other people at the bar, which I thought was a really, like, fun way of encapsulating and stuff. And, like, granted, like, BI does a lot of great work that's, like, more important than that for sure. But, like, for me on the sports side, like, if, uh, as long as it's not, like, the Kaepernick stuff, like, the heavier sides of sports, a lot of what we're doing is trying to be, like, yeah, did you see, like, that Zion highlight? Or, like, wow, like, this is what, you know, like, this is what the top of the NBA draft is shaking out to be. And it's a way to, you know, like, uh, I don't know. I hope people have had, like, really good conversations based on stuff that we've done. <laughs> like, that's all it is. Or just, like, uh, the fact that people hear cool news from me is, like, a cool thing. I remember uh, I was at the Pine Box when it happened, the Virginia when Virginia got upset by UMBC. And it was the first time a 16 seed beat a one seed in, that, in March Madness, in the first round of March Madness. And I remember blogging from the bar because, like, you know, the people had to know. Like, like, this is an important, crazy thing that happens. And tomorrow morning, I wanted people to read what I had written and be like, yo, did you see this crazy thing that happened? So, yeah, it's a, the greatest job in the world, and I hope they keep you there forever. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Like, it makes sense. Like, I think there's a interesting line between sports right. and politics. For sure. Because, like, politics are... And 2016 got so polarizing. Right. um, But it's tricky now. Yeah, yeah. everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 To where, like, for me, obviously, like, with everything with Kaepernick, Mm -hmm. um, like, that season, like, I didn't... I I boycotted the NFL. And pretty much, I'm still kind of there. And it's hard because um, I... The years before that, I really enjoyed. Right. Um, yeah, just the like you know good times in football and just being able to like talk to people at the bar, right. like you said, about this common shared right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, with everything that happened with Kaepernick, right. I felt like like I had like you know it's, it's right. up to every individual like person it's the it's your choice but I right. felt responsible to quietly right like participate in that and right. like in that participation isn't like I did I do have some shirts that more declare like my my views on that but it's more like I didn't play fantasy that year like I didn't and like some of those things were hard for friends and stuff who I was part of like their fantasy leagues like when I came around, just like yeah, I'm not in it, and them kind of being like, "Well, you could have let me know sooner." And it's like this is for me more right. important. Yeah, you know. Well, it's and it's uh, so the whole 2016 season with the national anthem thing and stuff, it made this like, uh, I feel like there became this, you know, there because there was the argument from some people like, well, like sports is where I want to be apolitical. You know, I just want to, like, watch the football and get the good football going. And, like, so I understand that. But also, like, when the players want to make a statement, like, they're the ones that give you the sports. So you have to, like, respect their voice there. Like, this is how it comes to be, right? Um, And that was, it was, uh, it was an interesting, it was interesting because we were used to, we were used to sports kind of naturally being apolitical. You know, like, national anthem ahead of every kickoff aside and, like, you know, 
whatever fighter jet flyovers and stuff aside, like we were kind of used to like regardless of your political beliefs, this is a place where we can all come watch, you know, the birds play on Sunday or whatever. And then all of a sudden it like wasn't and it was jarring for a lot of people. And like you said, it's a decision that everyone had to make, you know, on their own volition. But I definitely feel like we've found more of a middle ground, especially now, um, like a year removed from that. It was so like fiery in there with like Trump, you know, tweeting about it every week and stuff. And then like the week when everyone knelt and that made kneeling like almost mean nothing because all of a sudden it's like an empty gesture of like, get it right. Like it just yeah. it became this really like loaded thing. And I feel like it's decompressed a bit. And now, um, I, I, I don't know, like there could, I'm, I'm very for, you know, uh, I, I like that there's still the political message. I like that there's still a political message within it. Um, where, whereas it's not like it hasn't taken over the, you know, it sucked when my job was to write about what Trump was tweeting as opposed to like the football happening. But I also was like very happy that players are like speaking out for things and i think now there's a pretty at least a better balance it could still always be better but at least a better balance of like you know like conversation around cte like not just the political stuff too like conversation around cte and like the what's happening with baseball in like the free in free agency market right now just like kind of more upfront conversations about like how like hey this is a problem and we're gonna like do something about it that um athletes are kind of being heard very earnestly on as opposed to things falling on deaf ears yeah, um, I think also the idea of athletes, um, because of that, and then because during that time, mm-hmm. also like LeBron James, right? Um, the best, yeah, the goddamn legend, <laughs> yeah. Um, and him finding do an and using his voice, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, making, he had his voice. He didn't find it there, but I get what you're saying. But like, really coming into yeah. it even more. Well, like, it really, was, it was the first time he really like threw his weight around yeah. within that spectrum, right? You know, like he the you bum tweet and, and just like kind of taking initiative of being like, I'm the biggest celebrity on the planet, and I have a voice, and I can I'm going to use it for good right now. Like, yeah, LeBron is the best. Yeah. Um, and then with him doing that, I feel like the, like athletes now, and it's always been like this, obviously there's been like Muhammad Ali's and stuff like that. But right now I feel like more athletes are, um, maybe it's our perception of them, but like we're giving them the space to be be more people for instead sure of just the big dumb yeah. athlete like well, stereotype totally. you know yeah for sure there's so like i think a lot of that is like uh uh they get so much they get, a lot of athletes get so much more opportunities to like speak out and stuff and also you're you know you're following these guys on instagram and twitter and there's a lot more um opportunities to see them speaking like as themselves as opposed to just like highlights on sundays or tnt game nights and stuff and, uh, like, LeBron especially, uh, like, he had that good, I think one of the best encapsulations of, like, who he is in this moment was when the kneeling, when the Kaepernick kneeling thing was happening in the midst of that, um, some reporter asked him, like, well, are you going to start kneeling before games? And he was like, well, I don't have to. Like, I can, and, like, it sounded kind of dismissive at first, but then you had to, like, listen to the whole quote. I remember there were some pool quotes, like, trying to set it against each other. Not what it was. He was like he was basically saying like I don't have to kneel because if I ever want to make a statement I could 
tell my PR people I'm going to make a statement on literally anything. And there'd be press from around the country there in 30 minutes to like listen to what I have to say and to report on it. Because that's like the sway he has, right? Whereas the you know those 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 guys they've been uh, you know Kaepernick, Eric Green, all these guys they've been trying to raise these issues, falling on deaf ears. They make a statement. All of a sudden, they're getting attention, which is proof that the thing they're doing is working. You know, and that's like that's why they continue to do it. You know, raising awareness on police brutality and fucking uh, injustice in the like uh, injustice in the justice system, police shootings, all the things they're raising awareness for, and. All LeBron, like LeBron has just had more sway in that thing. And then so um, that, and then he has that big press conference where like it go through, I think he had gone like three months without speaking publicly, basically. He just went through all, like every possible issue that he could cover. And uh, yeah, he's, I don't know, he's the greatest. Yeah. One of the, just can, he can do, can do no wrong in my heart. It's like I was, he's been under scrutiny since he was like, 13 years old. Mm-hmm. I still fuck up every day trying to... I'm fucking up in this conversation already, I'm sure. Like, they're, like, like in terms of, like, saying what I want to say. And uh, the idea that, like, he's had every moment of his life extra scrutinized for so long, and he's done it so gracefully, and, like, you know, like, become this, like, wonderful, powerful figure, and, like, opening up schools, and, like, has never, like, fallen into any of the traps that might befall you, and raised this wonderful family, and, like, also happens to be just the greatest basketball player that ever lived. It's just this, it's the most amazing thing in the world to me. So here's an interesting one, just thinking about that, as far as, like, basketball, because I think it's interesting to have him. Yeah. Yeah, arguably the greatest of all time Mm -hmm. in basketball. In the same era as the Warriors, one right. of the greatest teams of all time, mm-hmm. and also Stephen Curry, right, who's also another great a game changer. Yeah. Of yeah. yeah, I don't know about what his politics are, but then that's also like yeah, he, he was. I mean, he was the one. That was the great moment of basketball unity. Was when that's true. Yeah. Curry beat LeBron, and he was like, "You bum!" Like he's like, he's like, "What are you talking about?" He already said they're not coming. Like yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Curry's great too. The uh, greatest team, yeah. There, I mean, that whole Warriors organization as well is like uh, they're really interesting, like forward thinking. Like you know, Kerr is very politically active and stuff. Uh, you have Popovich and stuff. The I don't know the uh, he's the Spurs, obviously, but like the whole NBA, kind of what I'm saying is like they, More, they've definitely yeah. they've like leaned into that like political like realm and stuff. And I don't know, they're like there's been some good stuff written about like, well, there's still problems there and that's true. But like they've definitely embraced their players being more like, Hey, if you want to say something, go say it. Well, and, and the coaches really nice. have backed them up and right, like yeah. come out in, in support of them. Yeah, too. They know like, what the game is. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's, I think a big issue still with the NFL to right. me is like it's a lot of get in line attitude and stuff. the get in line attitude. And then with, and then it's like, Punishing people if they have a political view right. that goes against, like, that's out of line, right. quote-unquote. Yeah. Literally um, out of line. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, like, the punishing people for, like, minor marijuana offenses. Right. And then um, almost rewarding people with, like, domestic violence and, right. like, like abuse to women. And right. it's just sort of, like... Until you clean that up, how dare right. you tell people to get in line yeah, about right. anything? Because over and over again they do not do the right thing when it comes to like domestic violence and yeah, yeah just mistreatment of women the like, uh, 
the I think one of the big differences, like we're uh, with the NBA and the NFL, like just kind of like the natures of the sport. This is removed from the uh, earlier part. The um, so in basketball, it makes sense that players have more agency because like a single player has more effect on the outcome of the game, right? right. You know, like any team with LeBron James has a good shot of winning. Um, You're one in five on the right, court. Anytime. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Whereas, like, football, the emphasis on, like, this being a team game, like, you know, since high school, there's, like, you, it's like the Patriot way, you know what I mean? It's like, we have a system, and there's, you know, there's 11 of us out there, and we all work as one unit and stuff like that, and it just kind of, like, gets, it, it, like, feeds into the ego trips of, like, the people higher up on that power chain of being like, no, this is about me, this is about me, this is about me, as opposed to the players on the field that are actually, you know, executing so I don't know. It doesn't. I think I still. It doesn't surprise me that like basketball is the first one to like make this step. And I think football again with like the Kaepernick stuff has like come a long way and people like acknowledging that these are humans that deserve respect. Um, but it you know we have a long way to go in all of it. So. Yeah, and then there's uh, the college sports issue. Mm-hmm. That's a um, weird one too. Yeah. Yeah. Just pay the guys. Yeah, hard. I think I, I think that's it right there. That was, it's, it's like funny because I've read a lot of like, you know, like the one of the easy ones everyone talks about is uh, like giving like allowing players like sell their likeness rights and like autographs and stuff. And I think there's a bill in California that like they have that thing where you can get like enough signees and stuff that you can like put it on the ballot and stuff. I think they're doing that right now. But one of the most compelling things I've read was I think someone at Deadspin wrote it was uh it was like, how do you start paying college athletes? And it's like, it's easy. You just start paying them. And it's like, like the market sets itself. You know what I mean? Like, like if, if, uh, if like, if UConn football wanted to just start paying the best people in the country, like multi-million dollars to come play football for them, fine. Like who can't, you know, like cool. Good for those players. Right. And if Alabama wanted to make sure they didn't lose those recruits to UConn, they could pay them more or they could like pay them a little less, but like also sell them on the idea of like, we're Alabama football and stuff. If you just make it okay, like everyone, you, you want to turn into this like whole like market changing or like market, Jesus Christ, it's not a market, no one's getting paid, but this like, you know, like ground shifting, you know, development and stuff. When in reality, it's like, if you just said like, yeah, it's okay. Like, then like the, it would figure itself out. Like, and uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I wish, I wish college athletes could get paid. You know, that's the thing like shifting back over to politics it's like when like the green new deal or um health care for all or whatever these different things are right and like some pundits it's like well how do we do that you just do it like yeah like and it's like it's not that there's not going to be work but like yeah like what's mind-boggling right now is like i think versus like in the 90s like versus like you know even like 15 years ago like yeah things now there are a lot of things that are coming to a head that are just like they are worse than they've ever been so it's like what are we doing like this clearly is not working Mm -hmm. so maybe it's time to try some other things like and yeah you're gonna have to work at them yeah there's gonna be logistical issues and stuff you know like it's not but like again you can it's uh 
you know, like, uh, they just make gambling legal in a couple states. And yeah. it's just like, yeah, now it's like, like you know, like, you, you just, there's, you know, and yeah, DraftKings open up as an online sports book, and, like, a lot of casinos start opening up, like, sports books and stuff. And, yeah, there's logistical stuff and, like, more legal paperwork that has to be signed as with any sort of, you know, deal that, like, starts setting up a multi-million, maybe multi-billion dollar industry in a state. But, like, you just do it. Like, well, like, it's like, like you just sign it and then yeah. go, okay, this is what it is now. And you could do, like, the NCAA, if it wanted to, like, stop, you know, fronting itself as, like, a student-athlete organization, you know, like, and just, like, cop to what it is. Like, it's like, all right, fine. Like, they, you know, they make so much money. And uh, it all, it also, like, it keeps going to athletic directors and coaches. You know, like, it's, there is money going places. And there's, you know, like, how many states is the top paid public official a football coach? You know, it's like at least, I think it's over half. I think it's closer to 40 than it is 20. Like, of just like, yeah, the top paid guy, the top public employee of the state is just like the coach of, you know, Texas football or whatever. Like, just yeah. like, because like, and like, it's like, or like, or we could, you know, Make sure that every player on that team can eat on road games. Like, yeah, <laughs> one or the other. Yeah, <laughs> just do it, Nike. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, where's the best place for people to find, like, to follow you? Uh, Twitter. It's just my name, Tyler Aletta. At me, you know, it's good stuff. I don't know. I'm around. Find me. Click on my links. <laughs> That's all it is. I'm around. How about you? What's the best place to find you? BushwickVarietyShow.com or yeah. Instagram or, you know. Yeah. Or, you know, out here in Out Bushwick. here, baby. <laughs> uh, not hanging out as much at the bars anymore. That's which good. Is good, healthy for me. Neither um, am I. I moved out to Harlem. It's harder to come through now. I forgot about that, yeah. man. How's mm-hmm. that going? It's nice, man. It's nice. How long have you been up there? Been out there since August. And so it's, I finally, like, I was living in, like, a crazy, like, not crazy, but, like, it felt like a college place where there were six of us in one place. It was just too much. I've done that before. And, yeah, no, it's, like, it's, it's pretty classic, like, first place in New York move, you know? I, and I'm not mad about it. It was a beautiful spot. We had an awesome roof in Bushwick. Uh, and it got to be a lot and moved out of there. And one of my friends from college just had a room open up at his place. So it's been a nice new experience. Uh, lovely part of town. The food fucking rolls have probably put on like 10 pounds just eating soul food and stuff. It's really bad, but also delicious. Um, but I miss my friends in Brooklyn, so it's so nice to be here with you, buddy. Yeah, man. It's good to have you. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, during 2016. Yeah. What was it? I mean, I know you had the Bernie as my bro. Or yeah. What was it? Your boy that? Bernie. Your boy Bernie. Um, is that coming back? I don't. I'm gonna think about it this weekend. You know, like yeah. I don't. Not even like tease. I'm not trying to like make some grand teaser. We'll talk about it more maybe. But like, it made, it made a lot more. I started that when I started like a meme Twitter account about Bernie Sanders. I was a big fan. People liked it too. Uh, and it like we 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 had fun with it. And uh, it's I started that when I was 23 and I'm unemployed. You know, like and it yeah. was just like I finally believed in something, and so this is something I could spend my time on. And actually, like two months into starting that was when I got my job and moved up here full time. And that's when we started hanging out like much more. You yeah. know, like I'd known you before that, but then we like kind of really bonded over that. Um, and so uh, I haven't, you know, maybe, but like it's it's also like you know I'm older now and like doing meme accounts seems a little like sillier and stuff, but I still think there's a lot of like good. I was just trying to spread Bernie's message in a way that wasn't like fueled by like hate around either side there was a lot of like negative messaging on both sides of that 
And uh, so, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'm hoping so. At the very least, I'm going to, you know, be pulling for our boy in some way. But I'm not sure if it'll be, it'll be in the same form. But we'll, we'll talk more about that. I think see I, if we can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm down to help out in All some right, way. Yeah. Um, I think I was just thinking about it. Like, I stopped wearing them. Mm-hmm. But I had a lot of different, like, Bernie shirts. Oh, yeah. And I don't... I, Maybe I got rid of some of them, but I couldn't yeah. bring myself to get rid of them. Yeah. So you still I got mine? Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, yeah. I was going to say, I'll get you some pins and stuff. Back out, yeah. yeah. It's going to be fun, yeah. I don't know. At the very least, I want to give out some more pins, because I like those pins a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there uh, anything else you want to talk about right now? Let's see. Um, we took the big ones. <laughs> the... Uh, uh, I don't know. I think we covered it all, right? Do you have anything else on the list? I wanted to. You, how do you feel about the cap thing? About the what? About cap settling. Are you mad at it at all? No. Or, okay. No. That was a weird. Um, I wasn't sure if we touched on it, but there was a weird contingency of people being like, "Oh wow, by settling, he abandoned the cause," and it's like that was an employment employee employer issue. Like those no. are two. His like social causes are completely he definitely removed didn't, um, from like yeah. It's just it, people that wanted to hate on him, like looking for another way to like try and yeah, get it in no it's like, he sacrificed everything, everything. yeah um jamel hill wrote that's like, right yeah that's all right read the journey we don't listen to the, us idiots just the, read the jamel hill yeah piece. And the headline it says is, everything that we need to say the nfl and, lost and he won yeah like that's the point cool. um yeah. i think we got because all it's right. a rare time when the nfl concedes yeah never happens yeah literally never happens if they thought they had any chance they would have fought tooth and nail to bring that out and win in court and like it's i'm bummed that we won't get to see like jerry jones's texans discovery but like you know it's shout out to cap he's the best yeah and And that's why they settled because they didn't want to see all that stuff (laughs) Yeah. yeah anyway but yeah i think we got it all yeah yeah well Thank you for sitting down. No problem. Um, we'll do this again closer to uh, uh, when the Democratic primary is decided, maybe. Yeah, man. I'd love to. <laughs> that would be fun, actually. Yeah. Um, you can recap that's, I guess, the debates the... or something. Yeah. What's up? Two guys yep. that don't really know what they're talking about. Coming at you live. <laughs> but I think that's that's like the most important thing, though. Like, I'm with I, you. Is people no, freaking yeah. talk about it. Like, Say how you talk. feel. Right. They say yeah. not to talk about, like, it's funny, like, the whole don't talk politics and religion. And I think, you know, there's a point where, right. you know, the conversation. You have to throw it on anybody, where, but. But, like, but actually, you should be, instead of, like, getting in these, because people do it all the time on Facebook and right. Twitter, it's like, have an actual conversation right. with somebody. Face to face with people you care about, like yeah. you. Yeah. 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 That's why I think this is so cool that you do things like this, man. Yeah. People of all stripes, right here. Yep. Well, thank you, man. Thanks for having me. And I'll have your links, you know, in the show notes. That'd be great. I'll shoot you some. Cool. So that was my conversation with Tyler Laletta, sports journalist for Business Insider. And, you know, a good friend of mine, very thoughtful, and I enjoy having conversations with him on politics, sports, and many other subjects. I'm glad we were able to sit down and do this. Um... Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that, please subscribe, share, rate, review the Bushwick Variety Show. Um, you can go to the website, bushwickvarietyshow.com, or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for listening, and yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Peace. Peace.